friends, wherever you are, this is Dr. Linda Price, and I am the Little Old Lady Professor. This is Podcast 3, and if you notice, the title of this podcast is Do I Need Accommodations? So what we did in Podcast 1 is we talked about do you feel invisible because of your learning disability or dyslexia. In Podcast 2, we went further into that and talked about what is what are learning disabilities, what is dyslexia, and now in podcast three, in podcast four, we're going to start talking about specifically what you can do about that. Podcast three and four are like two sides of the same coin. They both talk about accommodations, but podcast three is going to talk about specifically what accommodations are, how you see them in your everyday life, and podcast four is going to talk about how do you ask for them, how do you get them in your everyday life. So let's start by talking about specifically what podcast or what accommodations are. Most of the definitions that you'll hear about anything are usually a lot of verbiage, at least three or four sentences. I'm going to make this super easy for you. Accommodations mean compensations. Bam. Very simple. So if you are accommodating for your dyslexia, you are compensating for your dyslexia. So those two terms are interchangeable. And the other way that we can look at accommodations is a, another wonderful quick definition. And by the way, there's lots and lots and lots of information that's listed on the blog for Podcast 3, including the citations for anything that I talk about this week. So podcast, the other definition that I really like about accommodations is accommodations change or remove barriers to, now they say learning, but I think it also applies to performance. So what you're doing is you're removing that barrier, maybe to learning um, effectively in school, maybe to performing successfully on your job, maybe to being the best soccer player that you can be as part of your team in your community, maybe being successful passing your driver's license test. What accommodations do is they compensate or they remove that barrier. And so let me give you some examples of what accommodations are. And by the way, for some of you, this may be really old information. You've heard this ever since you were eight or nine years old. And if so, just bear with me because we're going to talk about some fun ways to look at accommodations today. Some examples of accommodations. If you have dyslexia and you have problems reading written text, you can get them you can get the textbooks as audiobooks. Maybe you have problems with dysgraphia, and instead of ver- you know writing an essay down, you can dictate that essay to somebody else. Or you could take your laptop, or you could actually type it into the computer. Maybe because of your attention deficit disorder, you have problems focusing on a specific task after a couple minutes. So when you're taking a test, you can ask for extra time to take that exam. Or maybe if you're in the workplace and you have a project that needs to get done by a certain date, you could talk to your supervisor way ahead of time and maybe ask for a little bit of additional time to make sure you have that cushion. 
Maybe, for example, you have auditory memory problems or auditory discrimination problems. When people are giving you oral directions, you can ask that they be written down. And maybe, for example, if you have a disability, maybe you have multiple sclerosis or cerebral palsy, and you're in a wheelchair, at work you can ask for an, one of those adjustable workstations where the desk itself or the computer itself move up and down so that you can get your wheelchair underneath it. There are lots and lots of other accommodations, literally hundreds of them, that are listed on the blog. And my truly favorite website in the whole wide world is from, believe it or not, the federal government. So no matter who you are politically, this is one time you could say that your tax dollars have done some wonderful things. It's called the Job Accommodations Network. JAN, J-A-N, the Job Accommodations Network. It's free. It is jam-packed with all kinds of useful information. They even have a real person that you can call if you have questions about accommodations. But I would say go to JAN if you want any other ideas about examples of accommodations. So then you need to ask yourself, well, why should I take all the time and energy to do this? Why do I need to bother with accommodations? Ladies and gentlemen, again, I'm going to make it super simple for you. It works. How many other times in your life have you had a situation where you do something and you always know it's going to work? If you have that kind of relationship, I would suggest that you go to Vegas or Atlantic City tomorrow and place bets on it because using accommodations will make a difference in your life. It will help you in terms of school success. So many of you that may be on the bubble, that may be having trouble passing classes, or you have trouble with specific vocabulary in classes, or you're one of those people that's really smart, but you've always been a C student, accommodations will help you. They will definitely help you in the workplace. Even though accommodations are much harder to get, in the workplace than they are in a school setting. And we'll talk about that in podcast four. But over and over and over again, there's so many testimonials that have talked about how people that get accommodations in the workplace are not only able to do their job better, some of them have helped getting, that helps them to get promoted. Some of them when jobs, um, there's problems maybe in a downturn in the economy or the, the company that you work for is downsizing, they're able to hold on to their job. A big thing for you and your family and all the people that you love and support is keeping your job. And accommodations are key to help you do that. In general, accommodations just make your life easier. And I'll give you some examples of that in a minute. And because of that, in a lot of cases, you are able either, especially in the workplace, A lot of times, employers will say, well, I just can't afford that. I don't know that I want to do that for you because it's going to cost extra money. Jan has, has says on their website that the majority of accommodations used in the workplace cost less than $10. Folks, you can't get a decent meal today for $10. You can't go to the movies for $10. So you would think that $10... Just spending that amount, if that helps you keep your job, be more successful in your job, or if that helps you in the real world, 
would be a very good deal. Also, it leads to less frustration, less anxiety if you're able to use your accommodations, and overall, just a better quality of life, a more satisfying quality of life. So as I said to you before, guess what? You can't lose by using your accommodations. At this point, I'm going to stop and give you a brief break, and when we're done with that, then we'll talk about tip number one and your tricks. Okay, let's talk briefly about tip number one. Tip number one says, what am I good at? One of the things that always used to just break my heart when I would interview adolescents and adults with learning disability and dyslexia, literally around the world, is that folks couldn't come up with any strengths or the things that they felt good about themselves. And this is, I'm sure, because if you've spent your life basically being in the closet, feeling alone, feeling isolated, feeling frustrated, feeling anxious, because your processing is different than everybody else, you can't do things that everybody else does, or it doesn't seem as easy for you as it does for them. Or, unfortunately, in many cases, because people called you stupid, people said that you were trying hard enough, you may have been bullied when you were in school. No wonder people with learning disabilities and dyslexia have real problems being able to say, this is something I like about myself. This is something that I'm good at. But I'm going to tell you a secret. Until you figure out what you do well, as well as the things that you have problems with, you are not going to be able to step out of those shadows. You are basically handcuffing yourself to stay in that closet because you need to see yourself as a whole person. And so one of the first tips that we're going to talk about today is find out what you're good at. And Some of you may know this already, and if so, God bless you. Go out and have a cup of coffee. Go take a break. You don't need to worry about this. My guess is that many of you who are listening to the sound of my voice, this is not necessarily true. And if so, I want to take your hand, and we're going to walk into that brand new world of this is what's good about me. The first thing that you you can do to your first trick to help you figure that out, and this sounds silly, okay, I get it, I get it, so if any of you say, hey, this is what kids do, just kind of go with me on this, is to find out, your first trick is find out what your superpower is. Now, all of you know that a big thing right now are comic books and superheroes, All the girls want to be Wonder Woman. All the guys want to be Iron Man. There are literally (laughs) hundreds of thousands of people that go to Comic-Con and go to the conventions every year, and they dress up like superheroes. And, you know, if you're like me and you're a Trekkie or maybe you're a Star Trek fan or you like science fiction, there's a lot in there about people's special powers. You have a special power. And you probably don't know it because nobody sat with you when you were a child and said, guess what? This is what you're really good at. And so you kind of have to figure that out for yourself. And so that's why I'm saying in kind of a silly way, what is your superpower? 
I can tell you what mine is. My superpower is my sense of humor. You would laugh. I say that a lot when I do these podcasts, but you would laugh because I really tend to find the humor in situations. I like looking at things that have irony, things that make me laugh. And, you know, all of my bad jokes in the podcast, God bless you for listening to those, all of my bad jokes are my superpower. Those are the things that make me feel good about myself. If I can't laugh about a situation, not at other people, but just in a gentle, positive way, if I can't laugh at a situation, sometimes I can't get through it. And so my superpower is my sense of humor. What's your superpower? It doesn't have to be necessarily that you're a fabulous artist, you're a fabulous athlete. You know, it doesn't mean that maybe you're a wonderful businesswoman. It can be anything. And by the way, there's on the blog, there's a list of about 25 different positive attributes that you could look at and see if any of these apply to you. But a couple quick ones. Are you a compassionate person? Are you a resourceful person? Are you a resilient person? Are you one of those people that know matter what life throws at you, you just grit your teeth and shake your head and get up and shake it off and you go live your life? Are you one of those people? Are you an incredibly good parent, maybe a mother or a father? Are you one of those people that you can fix anything? Maybe you can't read or write, but you give, you know, you're a MacGyver. You give, somebody gives you some duct tape and string and you can make anything. Are you a wonderful, wonderful cook? Are you a great homemaker? Are you a really good brother or a really good sister? Are you a really, really good spouse or a significant other? Any or all of these things are your superpower. And so the first thing that I want you to think about is what your superpower is. And then after you think of that superpower, then I want you to go back. Remember, you did your timeline back in podcast one. I want you to pull your timeline out. I want you to get a different color highlighter. And I want you to highlight any place in your life where your superpower, you should pardon my language, has saved your ass. Your superpower has been the thing that has got you through. The thing that made your life easier, that gave you a better quality of life. For example... There will be times in my life, my husband is going through now his third um, third bout of cancer. And he is the love of my life. We've been married for 44 years. And there are days that I can either cry or I can put on, on the Marx Brothers. And I watch the Marx Brothers and I have to laugh and it makes me feel better. That's when I would highlight that on my timeline is my husband's first or second bout with cancer. You all have had times in your life where your superpower has made the difference for you or has helped you get through it. Maybe you were having problems at a particular college or in high school and your resilience was the thing that got you through that setting. Maybe your family was homeless for a while and you are one of those MacGyver people that was able to kind of figure out how to fix things and go out and make a little bit of money and and bring some, some food back into the family. That's your superpower. Figure out what it is and highlight. That's trick number one. Trick number two, which goes with 
trick number one and tip number one is to ask yourself who your hero is. And your hero, once you figure out who your hero is, that will help you figure out something positive about you. For example, my hero is Eleanor Roosevelt. God bless that woman. She had a face like a horse, but she was without a doubt one of the most kind, compassionate, smart women that I think we've ever had in the United States. One of her famous phrases, because as you know, FDR, who was her husband, was in a wheelchair through most of his administration. She said when she was asked to go down in the coal mines to look at the terrible, horrible conditions that the coal miners were working in in Appalachia, she said, I am scared to death, but I will go down because I am my husband's arms and legs. You can't beat that, guys. You cannot beat that. So Eleanor Roosevelt had a tremendous sense of compassion and social justice. And I hope that's me. I hope I have that same sense of compassion and social justice. I guess I do know that. It's true. And so who is your hero? Maybe Michelle Obama. Um, Maybe an athlete. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a movie star, maybe a politician, maybe your mom or dad, maybe one of your teachers or one of your or a counselor, whoever your hero is, look at them, think about the positive traits that they have, and then see if that applies to you. At this point, I'm going to stop and give you a break. I'm going to let you play with tip number trick number one and trick number two and then we're going to talk about tip number two okay welcome back folks tip number two in podcast number three talks about where are my safety glasses and you're probably going what Okay, Dr. Price, I just went out, you know, I had something to drink, I went and lived my life, I came back on the podcast. You're talking about safety glasses. Did I miss something here? Did I miss a piece? Your safety glasses, people use safety glasses in the workplace to protect themselves, to protect their eyes when they're doing a particular project. Maybe they're working with a a piece of equipment. Maybe if you're in a science lab at your college, you wear safety glasses to protect your eyes. Think of your accommodations as an invisible set of safety glasses because you use accommodations to protect you and to help you and to make you successful in whatever task you're trying to accomplish. And let me give you a couple scenarios. I'm going to read some things to you. There are more on the blog and see if you can figure out what the accommodation is or quote unquote the safety glasses. What is the accommodation in this particular scenario? Alex asked to use an audiobook instead of a text for a chemistry class because of his dyslexia. What's the accommodation? An audiobook. Next scenario. Susie, a graphic artist, asked for an office with a door instead of being in the common area because of her attention deficit disorder. What's the accommodation? Being in an office with a door to allow herself a space where there's some peace and quiet instead of being out in the main office. 
Third scenario, Jose has asked his calculus instructor for extra time to take the midterm because of his dyscalculia. What's the accommodation? Extra time. Scenario number four, Bubba was promoted at his construction company to site supervisor. He asked his boss to pay for a new app called the Construction Master Pro, so it would help him organize and track his new projects. He needed that because of his learning disability. What's the accommodation? The new app. Last scenario, Alicia fights with her roommate all the time. Her roommate says that she never, ever listens. Alicia finally got frustrated, and she asked her roommate to repeat back to her when, she, when she's requesting something from Alicia due to her learning disability. What's the accommodation? Okay, so... Those are some examples of accommodations or using safety glasses in your everyday life. So now, trick number one, pull out your journal. Um, if Remember we talked about in podcast two using maybe an app for that, day one. Pull out your journal and think about it a little bit and write your own accommodations. Last trick, and this is also for tip number two, what, where, what are your accommodations? What are your safety glasses? I want you to see how accommodations apply in your everyday life. And believe it or not, everybody uses accommodations. And I want you to think about that, not just specific accommodations, maybe that were on your IEP or that your voc rehab counselor wanted you to have because of your learning disability or your dyslexia, but how people use accommodations in everyday life. So what I'd like for you to do, remember we talked about doing working with a partner before you can do this with a partner or you can do it anybody you know that you see all the time maybe it could be a co-worker at work maybe it could be one of your family members your spouse um you know maybe one of your instructors or one of the students that's in your class anybody just ask them how they use accommodations in everyday life you first of all you're going to have to define for them what accommodations are which we already talked about it's compensating for something that happens in your life and then you could give them a couple examples for instance one of my favorite accommodations right now excuse me that everybody seems to be using is trying to find their phone or trying to find their keys. If you can't find your cell phone, it's like you literally have lost one of your hands. So many of you know there are all kinds of apps that you can put on your phone that will help you to find your cell phone or to find your keys so for example you can get on your ipad and there's an account there's an app there an accommodation that you can press and it will help you find your cell phone other another simple way to find your cell phone if you don't want to get an app is you can use somebody else's cell phone to call your cell phone that's a compensation that's an accommodation 
Another example of accommodations that people use all the time are MapQuest, or a lot of you use TomTom or whatever that the name of that that software is, where you have you know you get in the car and you punch in your your location and you punch in where you're you're going, and that beautiful lady's voice comes on and she directs you, literally through a strange to through a strange area or through a strange part of the country, how to get where you're going. That's an accommodation. That's using your safety glasses because you're, the problem that you're dealing with is you, you don't know how to get there. You don't know where you're going. And there's an app or there's some kind of, of um, accommodation that will give you directions. Other examples of very simple examples of, how to, of accommodations is how many of you, when you're reading a book, you put a bookmark in. The bookmark is your accommodation. It helps you remember where you were before. Any of you, for example, that use a day planner or use any kind of, of organizer, those help you manage your time and keep track of different places that you need to go. All of us, I think, at one time or another use spell checkers and grammar checkers when we're writing on the computer. Those, again, are accommodations. So find somebody and just ask them what kinds of accommodations they use. My guess is normally they will come back and say they don't know what you're talking about, but after you talk with them about it a little bit more, see if they have any suggestions. The other thing you can do if people don't know what accommodations they're using is to sit back and observe that person or to sit back and observe yourself and see what kind of accommodations you have. Again, all of these things will help you, give you an idea of what accommodations are and have you, how you use them in your everyday life. I'm going to take a break, give you a chance to do that, and then we'll close. Okay, so... In summary, we talked about accommodations today. We talked about how they applied to your your everyday life. And hopefully you'll start thinking about that and seeing what's going on around you. This is podcast three. Podcast four will continue this topic. But we're going to talk about how you use your knowledge about your disability then to help you get accommodations either at school or in the workplace. So that will be podcast four. As always, my friends, I ask you the same things. If any of this is interesting to you, please, 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 please subscribe and pass the word on to other people. I would, I love getting your comments. I love hearing what you have to say. Tell me if this makes sense to you. If it doesn't make sense to you, give me ideas for future topics that we can maybe think about or talk about. But I really want you to be a partner in this process. So please subscribe. Um, again, as I say at the in every podcast, today is the day for you to step out of the shadows. Today is the day for you to be less invisible because of your learning disability or dyslexia. So this is the end of podcast three, and we will see you next time. Please go live your life. Go enjoy your life. Step out of those shadows. And this ends podcast three for today. Mm-hmm.